0: Hello and welcome to another episode of D&D Valiant Odyssey. We have the Forgotten Four around the table with Barnabas, Gorgonbort, Morvin, and Ranga. And last we left off, you guys were swallowed by a worm. After travelling with the Camels, with Braxton and also Wren in tow, you finally crossed over the last dune and saw your first sights of your goal rostered on being successfully navigated by the navigational tools and... By Morvin's intelligence. So well done, Morvin. Well did done, Morvin. You did it.
1: You did it, boy.
0: Gold star. You can see the sand dunes drifting ahead of you. And over in the distance, you can see three rocky spires atop which you can see what looks like a settlement. You can see some torch lights eluding from this area. And you also see the small specks of what look like people meandering this area as well. You can see that they seem to be raised off of the ground on various rocky platforms, their settlements being away from the sandy sea and the dunes below you. You watch as the dunes roll in the wind and the shape of the terrain before you is constantly changing. You hear Braxton say in the night, this looks like it's going to be perilous to cross. Hope you have your sea legs can actually see as some sand moves away and there's an ebb in the wave you can see some rock form below being exposed and then as the sand then uh, buffets back up it then disappears so it's almost like this rolling <coughs> wave of sand moving across the area mm. and it doesn't look like it calms at all or roll a nature check
2: and can we see the uh, extents of this so it's as far as i can see
0: In your direct vision, you can see what looks like the Rostodon Pride atop the the spires, Mm. and all of the sand surrounding that area seems to be like a quick sort of swampy area. 16. Mm. 16? Mm. Looking at this, you can see that it ebbs and flows in various paces and speeds depending on the level of wind that seems to be around at the time. Do I clock a pattern? With your score, I would say that you would be able to to gauge a track that you may walk through as the rocky outcroppings are being revealed as the ebb and flow of the sand dunes occur. Mm. You can sort of see a track that sort of heads in a southeasterly direction okay. and you could make your way from rocky outcrop to rocky outcrop to get to Rostedon if you were careful. Morvan Rengar, with your passive perception as you look across the horizon, you can actually see what looks like small specks of people that seem to be jumping off of the uh, spires. And as they freefall, you watch as they seem to get to the bottom, they arc back up. And as you look at them, you can see that they seem to have what looks like a hang glider upon their person. You can see a few of these now seeing one that meander around the area. You watch as one goes back and lands back onto the spires above. So it seems they have some form of transport in that area as well.
2: Uh, are they too far away to flag down, or
0: they probably are at this distance? Yeah, but if you if you traversed across, you could flare and signal them if you wanted to. Well, I think the best and safest way to do it would be to reach these exposed things as the breeze falls or whatever slows down and meander through the path.
3: The um the camels know how to transverse. that word. This uh, terrain. Traverse. Traverse this yeah. terrain.
0: As you look across the expanse, you don't see any camel prides across the area, so Mm. it may be a space they avoid, almost like they won't go near a croc-infested water because they know that that's dangerous. And at this stage, how are our camels actually? They they, seem calm enough because they're being ridden and led by you. Right, gotcha. For wild animals that you're just riding, you've kind of gotten a good handle on them based on Mm -hmm. Gorgonbort's previous animal handling check. The only one that seems to be causing any fuss is... (laughs) Braxton's (laughs) because he just doesn't have it under control. And every now and then you see him just like, get the fuck back here. Mm. And he pulls on it
3: and you just hear it like, "Mm." can I just take a look at the, even though it's all moving, sand's moving just for anything that I would see as dangers that are below the sand from tales that I have heard.
0: Yes. Roll a, it can either be perception or history. If you're remembering anything perception, if you're looking now, so that was a six. Okay. So looking at this area, the sand is pretty soft. Which to you makes you feel like it would be easy for worms to traverse through it quickly? Hmm. Looking, you don't see any though, but you've seen one and it was a juvenile, so there may be more.
3: Yep. And worms is the yeah. only—that's like the, the main thing that is that's below. That's kind of
0: on your mind at the moment yep. because that's what you had last seen, and with the six, you're not really clocking anything else that could be under there. Mm. Cool. All right. Yeah. Well, we can't get nothing regardless. Else.
4: We can't actually vibration or anything for that matter. So you just have to run the gauntlet. I feel.
0: Roll an insight check. Uh, that'll be a nine for anger. That is a 12. 14. Okay, so than you in that battle before immediately bamfed onto some solid ground and in doing so, it never attacked you whether you moved or not. So you get the feeling that perhaps these creatures can't burrow as quickly or at all through a solid surface, so- which may also indicate why these rosted on are on a raised rocky surface he watches um, Braxton does pipe up at this point and he says yes we are heading to the spine but within that mountain range
5: perhaps we could learn more about where our actual destination is by talking to the cartographer otherwise we've got a great bunch of land Mm. to search through and not much time or resources to do so while
3: this is all being said I'm taking a potion okay Oh. I've got five, pussy. <laughs> <laughs> what
4: what sort of distances between these uh, rocky outcrops? What are we talking about here?
0: It's probably a fifteen minute traverse, mm. if done so safely and properly. And between rock to rock, or the whole thing? No, the whole thing. Fifteen minutes, and the guys that we're heading towards can they can't see us or they can? Like you could light a torch, and they mm. might come. It, you, you're not too sure we don't know if yeah. Bad, yeah you don't know anything about them other than this is rostered on but you do know a little bit about <clears> them it'd be nice to have a guide on. maybe we
4: set up here and then make a signal fire and see if someone will come and have a chat to us I just think we need to go to come like a, at a pace oh, that will get us oh, through let's go Rocky outcrops
0: Ren says to you all should I just stay on the donkey yes. we have a short
4: rest anyhow. hour Health back on. Yeah, we're gonna do a short rest. Oh, that'd, that'd be right.
0: Yep, I'm down. For that. Okay, so I'll say these conversations are happening during the hour that you wait. Can we start with a lot of small fire? Does
3: anyone see us. Um, I mean, if we're gonna be moving,
2: I don't want. I don't want a lot of fire here. Is
3: it? Is it? It's still night time. So. Yes, it is.
2: Uh, I'm gonna use arcane recovery.
0: All right. So more what does your arcane recovery actually look like when you do it?
2: I think it's uh, me reviewing my book and I'm sort of refreshing to get those spell slots back.
0: Mm-hmm. As you're doing that, Morvin, you have your eyes closed in a meditative state, taking in as much as you can to get your arcane focus and recovery back. You feel this wet finger slide into your ear and you hear Braxton say, <laughs> wet willy, ha. <laughs> Bookworm (laughs) He walked past you
2: Can Morvan cast Dancing Lights Four globes appear Almost touching Braxton's head And go Solar flare bitch
0: As you do that He looks up and he starts to run away from them And like bat them as if they're fireflies (laughs) Put that up Morvan Does it go away? Yeah Alright Wren begins to saddle up the camels again And take the spike out of the ground He goes and hands a rain to each of you
3: are you saying you wanted to light a fire and then move?
0: I, want, I just wouldn't want them coming to us
3: if they've if they got good means to get across this. I suppose uh, if they get closer, they'll see us moving. Yeah. To drop, drop, I suppose. And then we're not near the fire, so and that then, might be okay. And because this is a uh sand ocean, now I'm wondering if I couldn't uh, go fishing on it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm not opposed to doing that as we leave. I'm. Yeah. As you begin mounting your camels, more than you watch to see yours and...
3: Braxton's on yours.
2: <laughs> so what, his is free?
3: His is free. Yeah, because he's got the good camel.
2: Oh, he's got... I think it's uh, a face, the rider, not the camel Braxton.
3: As you say that to him
0: and he says, well, I'm not taking that chance.
2: I didn't, no, jump on yeah, the camel. Roll an
0: animal handling check. As you go to get on the camel, you sort of climb your way over, sling one leg around, and as you do, it moves forward. You end up sitting behind its hump and slide down its ass and hit the floor and you hear just Braxton. (laughs) Yeah, all about the (laughs) rider. Good luck with that one. And he begins moving down the dune. Somebody needs to make a survival check to go from rock to rock and lead. They can be assisted for an advantage roll. That is a six. As Gorgonbort begins leading down the dune, you watch as one of the waves of sand start to produce a rocky outcropping and as you do you move your camel across it everybody else following you you watch then as this wave begins to move straight across you and you begin moving across this rocky outcropping to the next one that seems to be higher it's almost like a path that seems to weave its way underneath the sand as you get to the top of one of these rocky outcroppings you watch as a sand wave begins to move directly over the top of you and as it does so it looks like there is a distance before you can get to safety. Um, otherwise you may be crushed by it. So Gorgonbot, as you begin moving in this area, you then watch as some of the sand depre- depresses and you can see another Rocky outcropping probably 20 feet away from you. You can see a verge that leads back to the one that you are currently on. And there's a voice that's in your head that says, was oh, that path. You fucking idiot. You hear this wave just move directly over you. Hmm. I uh, uh, go back. You watch as he turns his <laughs> camel around and goes all the way back. You watch as this pathway is about five foot, the camel just moves past everybody. Um, Braxton is just like, excuse you, follow now. <laughs> he wheels his camel around, make an animal handling check for uh, his than- uh, <laughs> As you go to turn it around, its neck does not move. It's just like, mm, mm.
3: what do the rest of you do? Um... Uh- <laughs> Use your lasso and get that camel. Yeah, I'm going to like,
2: uh, am I behind Morven?
3: Yeah. Or
4: close by? I'm going to, yeah, going to go. Donkey I got will be 12,
0: 13. 13. So you move past Rangar having turned your camel around already. And as you pass Morven's, you slap the camel on the ass and it just continues to move around and follow you. Yeah. You guys need to make athletics checks, please, to spur your camels and outrun the wave. Athletics? Yes. 10. 11. 7. Okay. 9. So, um, Barnabas, you pulling the donkey as best mm. you can with Ren on top, you begin making the the, the back of this procession cr- crew. You look like the sand is just about to encroach upon you. What did you get, Uh I got a 11. Okay, so you make your way back and around onto the previous uh, pathway and you watch as it leads all the way up into this safe embankment and you now see the top of the wave cresting down on your allies below that are now trying to wheel up the pathway that you went up. Uh, what did you get, Morvin? Seven. Seven. So you're just in front of Barnabas and only just about to crest up Woods. And Ten. Ten. You only just make it as you watch this wave of sand begin crashing down. Braxton also makes it all the way up. Morvin, Barnabas, and Wren will take three points of uh, bludgeon damage as the sand just buffers straight upon you. As it does so, you guys continue to move at half speed and eventually make your way up to where your allies are now sitting. You watch as the sand is now violently moving in your direction. But as you stand up at this precipice here, you can now make another survival check, please, Gorgonbort, with advantage. How bad does Ren look? Roll a medicine check. Ten. Uh, Nine for medicine. Okay, so you can see that he's got some bruising across his face and Mm. like a gash on his arm. And you've seen Goliath children wear those bruises as badges of honour. He seems fine to you. As he looks to you, he coughs and splutters and you can see some sand fall out of his mouth. He's sort of hunched over but Gorgon, uh, Barnabas, he looks
4: yeah. ready to fight a battle. Yeah, at least two or more of those in him.
0: Yep. At <laughs> <laughs> that, Gorgon uh, Gorgonbot, you begin moving and darting your eyes across this pathway. And as you do, you sort of move your camel as best you can and it becomes treacherous for a while. You sort of go one way and second guess yourself after your first failure, but then you immediately move your way back. And as you correct the the path of your camel, you can hear the voice in your head saying, that's better, yes, okay, now this way. Okay. Oh. And then as you begin moving, you guys can see Gorgon head just moving to the left and the right, just listening to something that isn't heard. Eventually, you make your way onto this rocky spire that seems to be sitting 10 to 15 feet above the actual waves. It seems to be at its highest point. And at this point, you look to see Rostedon and it seems to be about, you're about halfway. Um, At that point, you watch as Braxton calls over the sound of the shifting sands. And he says, should we send
2: a flare now?
0: Yeah, I think
4: we we should uh, do that. Uh, Morven. you can handle that?
2: Yeah, I can just uh, pass my dancing lights above and sort of just have four hovering lights above us.
0: All right, so as you do that, you watch as they begin to whirl, almost like a siren, and it's almost like a helicopter that's blazing through this, this sandstorm that seems to encompass you guys. As you sit there, you slowly make your way to the edge of the platform that you currently can without dipping back down into the treacherous sand waves below. A minute or so passes and you're thinking to yourself, it wasn't noticed. It wasn't noticed. You watch as the lights begin to flare. And as they begin to flare in the darkness, you see the bottom of what looks like a wooden vessel. And it just permeates straight through the sandstorm. And as you look up, you can see this heaving of this wooden vessel that seems to come directly down upon you. You watch as two rope ladders fall. And you watch as this pulley uh, almost comes down from the deck of what looks like a ship. And you can see this pulley come down and it seems to have a plank, almost like a gang two plank that comes down to um, to lift some of you up. On top of the gang plank, you see this uh, feline looking individual, this tabaxi just hooking onto the rope, seems female. She has this brown sash around her belt. And as she looks to all of you, she says, get on quick, climb the ladders, move your camels onto the base. You watch as um, Braxton immediately moves his camel onto the base and then he makes his way back to the donkey, picks up the boy and starts climbing up the ladder. What do the rest of you do? Uh,
2: yeah, we'll do the same. Yeah, I'm um, just going
0: to take it at face value. And- yep. yep. Camel's on. Up we go.
4: Camel's yeah. on. I'm going to stand on. next to the tabaxi figure and say, We greatly appreciate what you're doing.
0: You watch as the camels go on. The donkey goes on. Rangar stays on the gangplank with the tabaxi individual.
2: Do we need to hold on to the camels or that'd be all right? There?
0: It seems to be wide enough for the camels to be on. It's almost like a wooden elevator that's levied on by ropes and seems to be on the top of the ship. You hear this arcane whirring as well coming from above you, which you seem to indicate as a power source for this vessel. What's the response from <clears> the tabaxi <throat> when I say those words to her? Does she speak? Does she acknowledge? She doesn't speak. Sure. She seems like business. Okay. Business is happening. Talk later. Uh, it's at that point you watch her see. She whistles. She goes... <laughs> And as she does, it cuts through the sound of the of the sandstorm and you watch as the platform begins to rise. You watch as Braxton and Gorgonbort, who are climbing up the ladders with Wren in his hands uh, are overtaken. And eventually you watch as the sand dune just begins to shift at the base of this uh, heaving vehicle. It's at that point you raise above the sandstorm almost into clear sky. And as you do, your platform gets to the deck of this vessel and shortly afterwards, Braxton, Wren, and Gorgonbort make their way up as well. As you do, you watch as the camels move their way onto deck, shake the sand off of their fur, and the donkey moves over to the mast and starts drinking out of a water barrel that seems to be right next to it. As the four of you, Braxton and Wren included, take in this sight, you can see the deck of what looks like a large airship. You can see the mast that seems to house a large sail, the sail of which seems to be blue, with an artistic impersonation of a lion's head on the top of it. As you look towards the bow of the ship, you can see a very large blue arcane crystal that's sitting in this housing and you can hear it whirring as it's spinning around. Towards the back, you can see the same and over each port and starboard side, you can see what looks like these tapestry wings that seem to expand and as it does so, you watch as it banks upward and then wheels back around towards Rostron. And you begin soaring through the air
3: as this is wearing along. I am in awe because I don't uh, see these sorts of things as of similar to when we got to that university and as archangel gone on everywhere. So I am just quiet, jaw dropped, looking outside.
2: Morvan probably wants to check out that power source crystal.
0: Morvan, you, forgetting all social cues and thankfulness <laughs> for being rescued, just moves straight over to the arcane thing. Um, you watch as Braxton moves over to you, Gorgon Borton, closes your jaw and Wren seems to be holding on to somebody that's closest to tight, probably you this time, Rengar. Mm. It's at that point that Tabaxi moves to you. She puts her hands on her hips playfully and says, that was a close one. You seem to do this regularly. We don't get many visitors, not your kind anyway, but... We do brave the Dune Sea often. What are your names? Where are you from? You're outsiders. My name is uh, Rengar.
3: Gorgonbort. Well, yeah, that's me. Sorry, I'm just lost for words. Braxton. We're flying right now.
0: (laughs) Yes, you are. You're flying higher above the clouds. And your friend over there seems very enamored by our device. And Morbin's just engrossed. We we say, that's Morbin. He's got a thing
4: for you. He's
0: perpetually (laughs) blunt. <laughs> <laughs> she says, that's okay. A lot of my people like shining lights too. And you, you're very far from mm. home. I am. Warmer here than I
4: prefer. Uh, my name's is Barnabas, and what's yours? I am Tails.
0: Tails? What they call me on the ship. What they call you off as the ship? As in the. Uh, Whatever you like. Huh? <laughs> as in Tails with follow you around, or as in uh, Tails oh. as in stories? The ones that follow you. She looks to you and she leans down to Ren. She says, you look hungry. Why don't you go to the kitchen? They'll fix you something up. And he just looks at her and says, do they have apples? And she says, I think so. And she just, he just runs off. She says, I'm no, by no means the captain here, but we can take you back to Rustedon free of charge. You're in
3: danger after all.
0: That's very gracious of you. Thank you. We'll write it off on tax. She Moves around and she says, The one you want to talk to is Strongpaw. And what is this Strongpaw like you? And I just oh, have quite. I heard of Tabaxi? Do definitely. I definitely have? So I definitely. know what they look like. And yeah, it, yeah. And as you look at her, you can see that she's this, um, this tabby cat looking face, and you can see that there are these black stripes that go down the top of her eyes that seem to leave the sharp point underneath both eyes and it looks quite menacing and it matches her cat-like eyes which are green in the... Do I get it's like a fighter sense or more of a like a... Like a scallywag almost, yeah. Yeah, right. She says he's one of the Lionhearts which you assume is their word for Leonin. He owns the ship, points to the sail and she says to you he used to be one of the nobles that um, well, his family were one of the nobles. One of the three that ran the Rostodon Pride, but you were shamed.
5: We don't talk about it much. Probably shouldn't ask. Probably shouldn't have told you. Shit, forget you heard that. When you talk
0: to him, where does he Where does he reside? He's usually in these captain's quarters, if yeah, not will, steering the vessel. Will we have any difficulties accessing the captain's quarters? We're pretty open people here. We're high above the clouds. There's, well, high above the sands. There's no real enemies that we have.
3: You don't know us. Why do you just let us in? Why let us on this uh, ship, on this vessel? We we could have been anyone. I, I guarantee you we would put up a pretty good fight right now. Why why do that?
0: You probably could.
3: But looking around, you can see
0: that the crew is pretty well stocked. And she says to you, I, I think we've got ship. you covered um, numbers wise. And let's just say our, our claws sting. But most people that um, signal in the middle of the Dune Sea, are asking for help. So we'll trust
3: you at face value until you give us a reason not to. Excellent. And Rostadon is a safe place to... Uh, it is now. ...reside. and safer than where we were. But does the ocean of sand stop there? Where does it stop? Because we, we, we were getting close.
0: It continues all the way until the base of the spires, but all of the architecture of the Pride on top so we miss all of the storm. Our wind riders help us transport things to and from our village and well the worms all miss us too when they travel in the sands
3: unless you fall off one of the drawbridges you shouldn't do that. So if we had gotten there by foot it would have been fairly hard to get in.
0: We have rope ladders for those people that go harvesting at the bases of the spires but this is the best way to go. Right. Anyway, I better go. It's a pleasure to meet you all. And you watch as she whistles and a rope comes down she grabs it, and you watch as she runs across the bow of the ship and just leaps off and the rope twists around the mast as she eventually goes back up into the working sail of the ship. You get a few curious looks from the mostly Tabaxi crew that you see. There are some humans upon the ship as well, and a handful. Of Leonin, all of different colors and breeds by the looks of it um, and ages. I'd,
4: I'd probably like go to Gorgonbort and I'd put a hand on him and sort of be your kind isn't exactly appreciated here. So it might be best to make it known that you're not a threat. Just a heads up. But he is a threat.
1: <laughs>
4: <laughs> In our current situation, I feel it's probably
3: He's the best
1: buckler. to make out that he wields a mighty ladle. <laughs>
3: I walk around Don't with my ladle boy. maybe <laughs> it's less intimidating
0: they might think you're a chef <laughs> I, cook, I cook for no one did <laughs> so that Braxton moves around and he says I'm gonna go check on the boy
2: Well, all oh, that conversation was happening Uh uh more than be studying this crystal to try to get a gist of arcana
0: check please okay so looking at this crystal taking notes as you do you move your way around the housing and you can see the crystal itself looks It's glowing blue, but as you look at it more closely, you can see what's inside, it seems to be glowing blue and the outside seems to be quite clear, almost like glass. Uh, You know that people can cast spells into focuses and it can exude that spell continuously. It doesn't look like the crystal itself is magical, more so that it houses a power device or a spell that is causing this ship to loft continuously.
2: Could I identify the spell?
0: Probably similar to a fly spell. Uh, So you can see some similar properties in it to that and it looks like it seems to use regular ship mechanics or nautical mechanics to guide itself along the breeze you see a rudder you can see the sails moving you can see the various side uh, starboard and port bow wings that seem to adjust as well on the breeze
4: I would say Ranger's moving towards the uh, captain's hold Is he-
0: as soon as you go to the door at the base of the, the, the back of the ship you push it open and you can see sitting there at one of the desks just about to eat some of his dinner bib in place. You can see a Leonin man that seems to have a vast mane across his shoulders. He seems to be wearing a fine white shirt and you can see one scar that goes down his cheek. You can see that he has a uh, tan fur and a black mane and you can see a top tip of his left ear seems to be missing. As he looks towards you guys, as you open, you can see him take a pair of spectacles off his nose, put them onto the actual desk. And he says, you are not who I expected.
5: Who did you expect? <laughs> Somebody else. Oh, well, we would just like to come. And <clears throat> he, watches, he stands for, up. He uh, says,
0: where are my manners? Hello. And he gives a deep bow. It's good to have some visitors. Are okay. you coming to Rostodon?
4: We are. We're, uh, we're seeking a cartographer.
0: We don't get many travelers, but the ones we do are often seeking the cartographer in Rostodon. Message in the stars? Yes, message in the stars. Well, one of my crew can take you to him. I'm Thank sure you you'll get the information you need and you'll be on your way. Much Please, appreciate. mention my generosity. Julian, do you guys run all through this, this region? We harvest from the dunes below. We take what we can and provide food for the people within Rostodon. It is my way of giving back to the pride. Well, there's... Some fields below that uh, are revealed sometimes when the tides of the sands are low <clears> and they provide a staple diet for us here. It's almost like a rice or a or a starchy vegetable.
4: So are these dunes particularly ravenous or is this just...
0: Oh, yes, it can be. And you watch as he, he picks up his glasses again and begins to clean them. He says it can be. It can be quite dangerous. There are worms of varying sizes below there. They say that... Uh, They are the cause of the rippling effect of the sands as they move below and writhe. If you believe in such tales, they were the spawn of the massive worm that created the worm spine slain by Idris back in the day. But my people don't tend to believe those things.
3: (laughs) Seems like you're hiding some... uh, Well, not hiding, but there's some shame there going on well, I don't know what you're talking about. Hmm. Yeah, you just <laughs> seem shameful.
0: As he stands, you watch as he looks down and he says, if you need me, I'll be here. There's food in the kitchen for you if you'd like. You're being very short now that I've... Please. ...asked about it. I need some time. Hmm. Ranga's going to elbow him in the guts and say, we'll take early He just nods. Seems like all politeness he's not being mean to you but he's not standing on social graces anymore mm. he just says alright now fuck off he doesn't say that but that's the gist as, that you as get as we exit the, like, the little thing I'm gonna say what happened to staying low watch watches the door closes behind you and you hear it lock.
2: um like <laughs> says you that do realise intimidation
3: like- isn't always <laughs> the only option correct uh <laughs> I feel like it was uh, needed to be said. Right. He, yeah. was, he was hiding. <laughs> <laughs> we had to
0: find out something. At that, you watch as the airship banks as you get closer to Rostodon and you make port. You find that it almost magnetises to one of the outward-facing piers and as it stops there, you watch as this gangplank moves over and various people come on and also off the barge. As you walk off to the left, you can see that there are various smaller piers that you can see some uh, wing-like skydiving uh, apparatuses are attached to various tabaxes, and they jump off and move and sway on the breeze in the nighttime as well. There's probably about half a dozen of them operating at this time. You can see they're all wearing these leather pilot caps as they begin moving through. It's at that point you make your way to the top deck, and you also catch up with Ren. And Braxton meets you as well. And you can see Ren is eating an apple. And Braxton flicks a gold coin and he looks at you and he says, Yeah, these cats, not good at gambling. And you watch as he pockets some gold. There was mention of a guide. She walks down the gangplank. And as she walks down the gangplank and you say that, and she says, Yeah. It was mentioned that you wouldn't mention something, but you did. So thanks a lot for that. And you watch as she moves her way down the gangplank as well. The gangplank into that fucking thing and look you, directly at Gorgonbot and just. You hear the crunching of an apple and you look down to Ren and, she, and he says, They seem mad at you guys. What did you do? It was only like 10 minutes.
3: You took an apple, Ren.
0: I didn't take it. it was good. <laughs> <laughs> he, look, he looks at it.
3: He looks at it and he goes, I didn't take it.
0: The chef gave it to me. I'll give it back. I just like put my <laughs> hand on him and I'm like, come man, don't listen to such hell. You watch as he throws it over the side. <gasps> oh.
2: <laughs> Crestfallen.
0: <laughs> it's at that point you watch as Braxton begins walking off and he says, "Well, never been any place like this before. Who are we looking for?
2: Message in the stars. Can we find... What does it say? Uh, we need a guide.
0: You could read the stars. Mm -hmm. No. The man's name is Message in the Stars. (laughs) (laughs) What idiot would think that uh, Message in the Stars wasn't a name?
2: Uh, Can we find someone milling around or at a stall or whatever
0: and ask? So what you're looking at at the moment is you can see that there are (laughs) varying levels of rocky outcroppings. that You can see some stonemason buildings and some tents that seem to be housed upon it. You can see a stone path that seems to weave around most of this area. So access is free. To your immediate right, you can see the other spire that seems to be taller than this one that has similar buildings atop it. And you can also see what looks like some plants that seem to be farmed on there, almost uh, systematic rows of it. You can see that there is a third spire that seems to be the smallest of the lot. And on top of that, you can see what looks like a larger building that seems to be almost like a... It's it's very luminous as you look at it. You can see arcane lights sort of dwelling around this area. And as you look around, you can see lots of tribal designs through the actual buildings. And uh, most people seem to be milling about in peace in this area. Connecting each spire, you can see a variety of drawbridges that seem to be fashioned with uh, rope and timber. And there's people that seem to be traversing that as you go. As you look down over the edge, you can immediately see the swirling sands that are buffeting up against the spires. And if you look closely enough in some lights, you can see a glass shard almost like a spine that goes and arcs out of the sand and then back in, almost like a worm is moving underneath and between these spires. But you're many feet above and not a bother unless you fall off.
2: Uh, Is there anyone walking around? That There's plenty
0: of people walking around. You can see lots of different tabaxi. There's children playing in the streets. You can see some people sitting uh, on a sort of uh, bench seat that seem to be playing a various different stone game and, it just seems to be a milling town, so you can pull somebody up if you wanted to. Do we
4: draw a bit of attention? Two
0: elves of half orc and a um, roll a big perception man. check, or roll an insight check rather. Uh that would be an eight, no more than usual. Yeah, Love. they told you it wasn't a a regular occurrence, but it's not uncommon.
2: Uh, well, can more than can I pull someone up? Ask about this glowing building, this arcane looking building because mm-hmm. that would probably be the first thing that would come to his mind.
0: Okay, so as you look at that building
2: and just say what what happens there Who
0: you there? get to this uh, uh, black tabaxi individual and you can see they're wearing a cotton shirt and as you look towards them they have this one uh, plat that goes down one side all the way down to halfway through their chest and he looks to you and he says that is Parliament that is where the royal families live There are three royal families that rule Rostadon. And they vote on anything that needs to be voted on. There's always three to break ties. You're strangers here. We are.
2: Do they, uh, is there like a magic school here or is some, an arcane inclined (laughs) group of people?
0: Only what people are born with. Some are born under particular signs and people believe that gifts them the right for magic. Most of us are common folk. What are the three houses? There is the Firepaw family, the Skymain family, there was the Lionheart family, but not anymore. And there is also the Jagabar family.
2: I think we know also shame. Did he try to kill his brother in a stampede?
0: Wait, was they were royal now, they're no longer royal. It's, <laughs> it's widely known. As you you mentioned, the uh, Lionheart being a source of shame. He says it's widely known, but we're told to forget about it. Is there any whispers about why that was the case? Yeah. Many. Well, yeah, there's many, but the most saucy of which says that he uh, had an affair with a mistress of
2: another pride. What particular pride would that have been?
0: The Iscarus pride. It was a tabaxi, no less. That's forbidden.
2: So, Leonins yeah. and Tabaxi do not fraternise?
0: In the old days, we were strictly enemies. There are some more progressive tribes, like ours, that mix freely. Others enslave my kind, and others, well, they use us for sport. <clears> the <throat> Leonin has not always been kind, but there has been many years in Rostadon of reparations and reconciliation. We're a tribe and a pride in transition. So it's pretty good here to be a Tabaxi. Uh, Did you happen <clears throat> to know where a particular person who would message in the stars would reside within the city? Oh, yeah, he's he's well famous. I guess you want me to take you to him. Oh, Of course. Free of charge. Yeah. You want me to to do this free of charge?
3: I, what? Well, I've said too much, but I do have gold. I can... I can give you some gold if you can do this, this favour.
0: How much gold? Name your price. Five. <laughs> he, he sizes all of you up.
3: And as he looks to all of you, he says,
0: "Hmm,
3: I think 50 gold will do it. 50 gold is steep. If there's more things, if you could be a constant guide for this place, you could start to think about a value that is close to 50. But just to take us to this one person. What else can you help? Is there any other information for these, uh for Morven and Rangar here?
0: Look,
4: I'll be... Is here. this a squalid area that we're in currently? Um, not, not, really. not really.
0: You can see there's a mix of architecture. You can see this is like a working area. You can see that there are tents that seem to house the everyday folk, and you can see that some people may have risen in the ranks enough to give themselves a stone cottage. Uh, there doesn't appear to be any actual uh, royalty or nobility walking around this spire. Mm-hmm. You do see lots of carts moving through and also lots of beasts of burden pulling various different I'll say, props and things. Gorgon Board, I believe you're being far too kind to this young man. I think what would be a description of the place? You
4: said he's well known, so I'm sure anyone, anyone. else in the vicinity could give us some guidance here. 50
0: gold, as you know, is a much, much too high a rate. Just looked like you could afford it, that's all. Still doesn't mean we have to pay it. Look, you're smarter than I gave you credit for. Let's call it five gold. Three gold. (laughs) And that (laughs) would be more than generous. (laughs) Three gold it is. That's like my week's wage. That's fine. I just want to get straight there. You flick him the three gold, he catches it. We just saved 47 gold, so I don't think it's going (laughs) to (laughs) be. He looks at it and he says, this is Empire coin. Pockets it and you see a face that looks like he's just hit jackpot. Okay, so I gauge their currency is far different from what we would have. One silver would have been sick. (laughs) (laughs) As he looks at that, he begins taking you through this area and you pass by varying buildings and some people look at you with admiration. Some people look at you in fear. As you cross into, uh, as you cross by the southern, southeastern portion of this uh, pride, you begin to cross this stone and uh, rope bridge. And as you begin crossing it into the spire above, you can also see that there appears to be people coming the other way, and they seem to be fairly well dressed in nobility. At that point, you watch as this individual uh, moving through says, "We're moving now to the main spire." and you know this is where the nobility lie and it's also where message in the stars was honored with his own house due to his services he's brought in a lot of coin for the pride i
4: believe we've gifted you quite a little uh treasure trove there i would
0: like a little bit more description of the lay of the land here where can we find weaponry uh accessories everything i'm sure you he points backwards in the place you just came. He says, that's the working spire. If you need any sort of raw materials, you can go there. Food, crops, agriculture are on the spire to your right as well. As far as weaponry goes, we we usually manufacture traditional weaponry, but some things in your make and style may be available also in the working spire behind us. If you're looking for a skywing, then that is back in the... Piers where you recently landed and um, anybody that's fancy that you want to talk to they're up here
3: Skywing being the big one or the one the, oh, the no, flying? You won't be able to pilot one of those.
0: The little ones the little ones
2: If we wanted to head to the Worm Spire uh, is that available for hire to travel?
0: I mean you could take some yeah As in- you won't get all the way
2: how far would we be out going, or even in one of those bigger ships to organize a passage? We Is don't, that possible?
0: There's nobody that charters below and past an early grave. Considering. We keep our territorial lines pretty close to the base of the spires. See, we don't want to anger any of the other Tabaxi tribes, any of the actual beasts of burden below, or the orcs. Looks to Gorgonbort. Roam the Pride Lands.
3: I I come here in peace. I'm not here. I am. I don't have any reason to hate. uh, But you being up this high, you're away from uh, all danger. uh, From all danger. So there is nothing that comes up here that would be dangerous. Because we ran into this flying sixty foot bird looking thing ah, that uh, caused us a little bit of trouble. That's Golden Talon. You saw Golden Talon. That's a rare sight. Uh we did, yeah. He almost got me and took me. Sure he did. That's what everybody says. Get you some uh
0: some cred in the taverns. Do you have any proof of this? Feather perhaps? Scar, wounds, I don't know.
3: Hold up. Hold up my chest and show the where uh where that scar where the uh the talon had torn my armor. He watches this
0: uh to backs, he flicks his plait over the other side and looks at it and he says, Any blade could have made this. Look at the way. Look, I'm going to trust you because you gave me three gold. I'm going to trust you because you gave me three gold, but just know that now I'm suspicious. And he points to you and boops you on the nose.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, all right. Well, it happened. I was more so going to ask about the orcs traveling through the below. Do uh, do you see them from, from up here?
0: Not if I can help it. They're further to the east. Uh, yeah. They're in the massive Gulch. They rarely make their way up here, and when they do, it's for a reason. They travel around in packs.
2: What well, would be between uh, Rostodon and the Wem range? Are there any territories or any habitats of stone creatures? Any Tabaxi
0: don't really venture beyond an early grave or below in the horizontal line across your map that you have there as he sees you looking at it. He says... We don't really walk into the worm spine either, but I hear there's some beasties in there. The orcs sometimes venture outward. You might see some roaming packs of them, but again, a rare sight. It will just be the beasts that what you the, find in the sand. What sands. are the
4: hollows? Are they this far?
0: He nods and he says, my brother was taken by a hollow. You'll find them. They're to the south. I hear that they don't go in the worm spine though. Why are you going there? Why would you venture across this vast landscape? Go to somewhere that you don't even know. Vacation? Bullshit. Just say we have a
4: greater quest.
2: Well, if uh... my quest
0: ends now and he stops as you are standing in front of this building now that you can see is made of stone. It has this arched roof, almost looks temple-like. You can see that the arched roof is almost, um, there's a stone arc and then on either side is like a glass housing that seems to let the light in. At the door, you can see there appears to be what looks like constellations in the glass that seems to be making up the doorway. There you go. Message in the stars.
3: Tell people about the actual... And maybe close your uh, store for a few weeks. The actual armor (laughs) destruction that has happened because of the big bird. Tell people about that.
0: I don't don't get in the habit of lying for others, but (laughs) you can say all you like. Well, you said you lost your brother and I don't believe you haven't shown me proof.
5: Wow. Oh
1: <laughs>
0: Wow. Look, I'm gonna take my leave there. And um uh, enjoy your week's pay. Look, enjoy your quest. <laughs> I didn't Outside is a fucking brutal. He, watches... <laughs> he walks down the street and he watches Ren, tails behind him, pulls on his tail, and he turns around and he goes, What do you want? And Ren looks up to him and says, Um, what's your name? And then this individual looks and says Oh. My name's Isolite. And he watches he turns around and walks away. Ren turns to you guys. And he says, was that so hard? We paid him for a service, young Ren. Sometimes it's not necessary to gather a name. It's always necessary to be kind. He points to you. I would agree.
2: I feel like Morven can take some uh, <laughs> social cues from Gawkenbord. It's <laughs>
0: at that point... Um, as Ren says this, Braxton's standing behind him with his arms folded, and he does that face that you see on all those Shrek memes, like... <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> like, he, ooh, okay. He got told. <laughs> uh, all right, uh, can Morven... Can I go up and knock on this, uh, the door?
0: Uh... As you walk up and leave the party to knock on the door, Ren looks at the three of you, mouth agape, and he says, really? gonna let him speak <laughs> yeah <laughs> after this <laughs> oh, so i just nod at ren and i was sort of like prance up behind Mormon. <laughs> just in preparation for the most bluntest walk into a door we've ever seen uh as you walk up to the door you watch as it shimmers as you get up to it almost like there's no door there at all it's like an arcane force you go to knock on it and your hand goes straight through
2: i might step it so i can walk through the doorway
0: you test it and, yeah, you immediately walk through the door. As you do so, you watch as the underlit starlight map that's on top of the map that you usually seen in astral light immediately flares and stays there. Okay. As you look up, you can see starlight seems to be filtered through the glass above and it seems to light up this entire space.
2: Yeah. Well, I uh, stand just in the doorway and look around and maybe call out, hello?
0: As you call out, it echoes. Who else is going in? All of you. I'm directly behind or adjacent.
3: I'll stand out front. All right. Braxton
0: will stand with you and Ren will stay out as well. Are you going in, Baron? Uh, I will. All right. So the three of you walk in and as you do, you can see the walls are completely glittered, almost like a pearlescent colour. And you can see that seems to be three arcs on either side that go off into off rooms. You can see that there seems to be a depression in the middle of the area where there's lots and lots of cushions in this area. And you can see sitting there appears to be this well-built tabaxi man You can see that he seems to be old, but strong old. And you can see that there's these two grey tufts of fur that go from either side of the cheek and down, almost like Lynx-like. And you can see there's two black fur tufts on top of his ear as well. You can see that he's wearing these illustrious robes. And on each of the walls, where the wall isn't bare, you can see these massive tapestries that are uh, maps. As you see him, he seems to be sitting with two female tabaxis and he seems to be entertaining or talking to them. Um, as you come in, he looks over his shoulder at you, almost like he's, uh, he's got both arms around the two females and he looks over his shoulder to you and he says, ah, visitors, ladies, please stand. I've, um, I've got some company. And you watch as they stand and begin vacating together into one of the offshoot rooms. He stands up and he says, an elf, an elf. My, what a man. Mm. What brings you into my humble abode? Uh, uh where uh, are you two twins? I know it seems that way, doesn't it? Mm. Uh, we're on a bit of a quest
4: and we've received some uh, interesting items that I believe you might be able to help us make sense of.
0: Probably. I make interesting items. One of them could be you are like interesting yours. people. How about we trade an interesting item for an interesting fact? Ooh, we need these items. What do you have for me? We don't have anything for you. We have information that we require from you. Uh, Have a seat. Have a seat. Have a seat. Where are my manners? Here. And you watch as he fluffs a cushion and pats it. And as you all sit down, he fluffs a cushion right next to him and pats it. And he says, this seat's for you. And he looks to you, Baron. (laughs) There's no reason why not to sit there. As you sit down, he sort of moves his arms around you like he had the women there before. And you two are opposite him. And he seems to be looking around the area and he gauges the piece of parchment that you have. And he says, ah, I picked up one of my old treasures. I made that years ago, mm. almost a century. And that clocks with you because tabaxi don't need mm. that long.
2: Very interesting. Wait. How long have you been alive for? Oh,
0: years. I've seen many things. And in my time, I was able to get such a lovely house in the Rostedon Pride
2: that you're now enjoying. Hmm. Is... Can more than is there
0: a You can do a general Arcana check.
2: Yeah. Well, could I do that?
0: Is yep. it- you wouldn't have to have come across our people before, have you? Maybe. Yes, I have. Well, of course you have. Uh-huh. 16, I've been to a mirror. Nice. Uh sixteen at that, this whole room exudes a magical aura. Him especially. Either he's wearing arcane equipment or him himself is magical in some kind of way. As he's talking to you, he's absentmindedly drawing. Along the lines of muscle in Barnabas's arm, I don't see mountain folk often. I'm taking you all in. <laughs> <laughs> we introduced ourselves.
4: This is no, um, no we haven't. Uh, and this is be the point. <laughs> <laughs> um, interesting fact: we are both from Elmira. Uh, I am Ranga the Moonlit, mm. and
0: this I'm is Morven. Morven.
2: Uh, and I'm-
0: what's your name? Barnabas. Barnabas.
2: How did you come to be in Elmira?
0: I've travelled very far. It's the only way to make good maps, and you can see a lot from up there. Yes, the Elven people don't generally let other sorts up there, so I'm intrigued. Well, let's just say I'm a personal friend of somebody that you might also know. Enlighten me. Have you heard of a woman called Raydalia? Surprised you haven't heard of me. I have heard of you. There you go. I imagined you'd be taller. He is is a rather disappointing statue, hasn't he? (laughs) Indeed,
5: look, Ah, <laughs> uh, son of Radalia, of Almira, um, and friends, of course. What
0: can I help you with? You've traveled far, you've traveled exceptionally far, just to seek my audience. You have a trinket of mine, a device I have made many years ago. You've got my map. What, do you, what are you seeking?
4: We seek more information hmm. with regards to the worm's spine and certain tails that have been thrown.
0: Curious region, yes.
4: Indeed, no. Being well-traveled as yourself, would like to know what you know. This questing we're embarking
0: on is, well, let's just say that it, it may prove to be a big help to the realm. He snaps his fingers and he says, folds his arms, you're looking for the archaic, aren't you? It indeed, you? exists. That would be something we. Oh, would I think be it like. does. I think it does. Uh, in some capacity, at least, an old being lives in those spies Whether it's an archaic and is connected to the gods, I'm. I'm not too sure, but.
2: You just think yourself. Uh, as far as the backs go, ancient, hmm? and you're clearly quite magical.
0: Hmm. Is there a point?
2: Very similar oh, to... you just pointing
0: out the obvious, because if we are, you have blonde hair and incredible robes.
2: So you've been around for many years and you only have heard of the... Okay.
0: No, I know exactly where it is. I'm being coy. I give everything straight away.
2: And so you have something we want. Uh, what is it that you want?
0: He looks around and he says, Hmm. obviously I don't need gold. What do you have? We're more in
5: the far
4: and wide. We're more in the business of providing a service to obtain things that you may require. Hmm. Or camels.
0: Camel. Okay. I could always use some more beast of burden. I won't say no to a camel. Hmm. Looks like the
4: kind of guy that would like a donkey.
0: Let's just say the camels can be a a gift of. Entry.
5: For my good grace. Of the arcade. Well, it does indeed. If it is the place you're
0: looking for, reside in the worm spine. And there is a particular constellation on the map that you should find and follow. I believe the people in the Empire call the constellation Orion.
2: We have located that. We're just wondering if there was...
0: Oh yes, have you found Little Bear? Little Bear will guide you. Yeah, Little what Bear, so we understand yeah. to follow the sword. Yes, the sword will get you in the region. Little Bear will guide you to the entryway to the resting place of the
2: Archaic. Did we find Little Bear on the map before?
0: Nope. Is, is there any chance? From your story from Raja. Yeah. He told you that Little Bear is the guide, but he said that nobody's found Little Bear. Not a constellation that anybody's really found. Little Bear is said to come to those in need and they least expect it. It is said that Little Bear comes from nowhere and is a guide, both moral and also in the legitimate sense.
5: You have to be true of heart because Little Bear is true of heart.
2: And as I've
4: said,
0: this objective we've been given is is very pertinent to the realm, staying as mm. the realm is current. But if you're going to an archaic to ask for information, information may elevate your status within the world. And in doing so, you may become more powerful than anybody could ever fathom. Especially if that information is guiding you to a weapon of destruction. So Little Bear analyzes you looks to you while they guide and determines whether you're worth
2: so we would little bear would make himself known to us on our way to uh sometimes
0: the one he doesn't make himself known at all and people die looking
4: it's not really something we can leave to chance mm. being true of our resolve we would hope that that would be but. There
0: is a difference between being true of resolve and true of character. Rangar, the moonlit? I understand. Saying that... What- Some people attempt to commune with Little Bear. And those that have come across my ear have said that if you find his totem within the worm spine, you are able to commune with him... I can draw you a picture of it if you'd like. That would be handy. Of course. And you watch as he starts to sketch as he's talking to you. Says, How is your dear mother anyway, Rengar? I haven't seen her for quite a number of years. Last I received message sketching the whole time. Generally I would have heard from her um, or heard about things, but I haven't received any
4: word from mm. Almira for a while, uh, which which does bother me
0: quite a bit. and uh, I have some reservations. You could always write, or perhaps visit. People don't visit their mothers enough these days. As he finishes, you watch as he scratches the last little part of the sketch, flicks this piece of parchment, and hands it to goes to hand it to Morvin. Flicks it up ways and says, "No, I think you." And he hands it to Baron Barnabas. And as you look at it, you can see that it seems to be this rocky structure, and upon it you can see this intricate carving of what looks like three triangles that seem to be point points touching each other in a star array as you look at each one you can see that there's something inscribed in the base of each triangle you can see that the top one seems to be a picture of a bear the bottom one seems to be a picture of a man and the other one seems to be a picture of a woman
4: that's an interesting little thing it almost looks as if the parents of
0: a child could be it's an inscription at least that's all that i've been told and all i've seen and from what i've also seen myself it's generally in the the northern regions of the spine, so you can start to check there. That should narrow it for a bit.
4: Hey, like mm. you still know a little more than I probably you're I digging, do, don't I? Yeah. Hmm. How, how do they communicate? in with a little bear from that item. That I don't know
5: because I've never done it myself. Mm.
2: Speaking of children that should visit their mother outside, we managed to we managed to pick up a young child ourselves, and we we're. Hoping to return him to where he's from. Oh, you
0: found a stray. How nice.
2: But we haven't, uh, he is lacking in directions himself and is not even sure where he is from. I believe he has a tattoo of a eye. And we believe he is, he believes he's from this dry expanse. Have you heard of anything similar? Any uh, religions or temples where that is a symbol?
0: He has a tattoo of an eye. Yeah.
2: Hmm. Interesting. Go
0: and fetch this boy.
2: going well, to go grab Wren. Bring him in.
0: What do I? What type of reaction do I perceive? Curiosity. Ren comes in sheepishly, sits down. You watches this back. He moves over to him. He says, "Hello, boy." And Ren says, "Hello." He takes his hands and he says... My name is Message in the Stars. What's yours? And he says... My name is Ren. What do you want with me? And you watch as... He moves his hands over onto his paws... The tattoo flares... And he says... Hmm. Looks to the three of you and says... Will you give me a minute with Ren? If you please.
2: Mm, that would be up to Ren. Ren, what are your thoughts being left alone with this man we won't leave if you don't want us to
0: he seems okay but if you hurt me I'll scream and he watches I wouldn't dream of it you can wait outside
2: oh thank you for your assistance and we'll speak to you soon Ren
0: he gives a nod as you all leave A few moments go by as you're all standing outside at this point You watch as Braxton has started to join a group of people that seem to be playing a game on the side of the street. And as about five to six minutes pass, you watch as Ren is standing in the doorway with Message in the Stars. He pats Ren on the back and Ren moves back to you, almost running, almost skipping. And as he gets to you guys, he goes, he was cool.
2: So you're all right?
0: I'm fine. He watches his message in the stars, looks at you. And he says, where are my camels? <laughs> I guess I'll pick them up myself. <laughs> do, you, do you have any errand people? That of course I do. Able to do that? And you, he, he, I'll sort it out. Is there anything else before I bid you farewell? Did you happen to find out where he, the young man's from? I didn't find out where he was from.
4: Only because we wish to return him. See of course, before, before. Cool.
0: Cool. No, I didn't. I don't know where he's from. Have you helped him remember where he's from? Roll an inside check. D he one. He's generally coy as a person. He may know something more than he's sharing. is this something we can discuss in private.
5: It's something that will reveal itself in time. Ranga, the moonlit.
0: If you are your mother's son, you'll find out soon enough.
2: Ask, is there any suggested paths towards from Rostodon to the Worm Spire? Or any.
0: He clicks a finger and points a finger gun at you and he says, yes, quickly. No. However you choose to go, it will be dangerous. By air, you may be picked off by Wyvern or the Golden Talon. He looks at Gorgonbort, looks at your armour, raises an eyebrow.
2: Anyone could have done that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then he says, if you go by land, the hollow will surely meet you in your path. And what's a few hollow for some adventurers like you? You wouldn't be adventurers if you didn't encounter any adventure, right? Any hollow at the spine. Not at the spine, but you're not quite there yet, Baron. I mean, Barnabas, because <laughs> you didn't tell him you were Baron.
2: Um Oh yeah, I guess we need to find somewhere to stay.
4: Where would be the closest thing?
0: There are plenty of inns in the spire over to your right over there. And you watch as you look towards the spire that wasn't the working spire that you came on. It is the one that leads off of this one from a path the tallest spire. You can find a place there.
2: Um, you're quite arcane client. Is there anything uh that you'd be willing to share with the budding wizard?
0: I don't know if I like you enough to share.
2: I don't know if I trust you enough to share.
0: Simulator. And at that you guys make your way off somewhere to rest?
2: Yep. I think we're due for a long rest and probably some food, restock yep. on supplies etc.
0: Okay. Mm. So as you begin wandering you make your way up into the tallest spire in Rostodon. You move through and most of the places in this area seem to be establishments or shops or taverns and inns. It seems to be a place for people to stay and gather and have merriment. You do hear various music coming from within one of these places and above the door you can see it says the red candle. And Ren looks inside and says, this looks like a really fun place. Maybe we should stay here. Or there's that place over there and you look and see it like this shithole. (laughs)
3: yeah let's go with Ren's idea with a red candle it is you begin walking in and you are hit with the
0: first sense of comfort in the few days that you were here since leaving the dry spell Uh, you look around and you can see that there is a red interior all lit obviously by candle you can see that there is a smatter of humanoids in this area as well as Leonin and Tabaxi Uh, behind the bar you can see what looks like a, uh, a half orcish individual and you can see that they seem to be the one that's serving some of the drinks. You can see one eye patch across the eye. You can see heavy uh, gauntleted hands as he is sort of serving things to different people. The music seems to be playing from a tabaxi over on the stage, and you can see leopard prints across her pelt. And she's doing like a one-man show. You can see that there's like a drum on her back. She's got an accordion, and she's also got like a harmonica in her mouth, playing merriment and music. And Ren moves all the way over to the stage hands on top of it and just starts bobbing along to the song Braxton immediately pats you on the back Rengar and says Ale now shall we I believe you've got plenty of coin I've got a pocket full of fucking sand thanks to
4: your friends (laughs) (laughs) I had nothing to do with that while you're at it can you
0: grab me some of the finest scotch there is and then he goes off to the bar and you see him conversing with the orc leaving the four of you there. Is there any characters within the bar that look like they are not shady, but keeping to themselves, quiet? As you look around, curiously enough, every every person seems to be having merriment with someone. They don't seem to be familial groups or even friends. You can see there is a social... Occurrence happening here where everyone knows everybody or they're comfortable enough around everyone to talk to them. You can see that one person, one tabaxi is talking to a group of Leon and then moves back to a humanoid and a Leon and starts talking to them in the same fashion. Is there any that seem particularly interested in us having walked in? Uh, roll a perception check. 21. The half orc clocks Gorgon bought, but that's it. Yeah. I
3: also rolled a, uh initiative just in case. Okay. What'd you get? 5. All right, sweet. <laughs> You'll be punched and not even know. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go get a drink from the bar, uh, purely just to uh, see the reaction of the half-orc that's there.
0: All right, as you go towards the bar, as soon as you get there, you hear this grinding noise. And you look to your left and Braxton has slid you an ale. And as you go to look at his face, he's already turned away to hand his drink off to Ringer.
5: Hmm. the half orc moves his way over to you and he says that fella took care of it for you yes might I say that's an
3: impressive hammer it is a good hammer you sh- you should one day get one of these mauls
5: mm, I prefer to fight with the ones that I've gifted at birth
3: and you watch as he holds both of his fists out
5: Was a boxer once oh yeah yeah for money
3: <laughs> do you still
5: box? If you piss me off, I'll do it for free.
2: <laughs> we already have an initiative. <laughs>
5: <laughs> we don't see many of your kind here. Most of the time you're um I, avoiding places like this.
3: Yeah, I have not seen... I've not run into a half-orc in a very long time. I've only... I've run into an orc back at uh, Dryspell. Some old fart there that wanted to... uh <laughs> Beat, uh, beat my head in?
5: I don't know him personally, but he sounds like all of the orcs I've met. Yeah. It's H- not fun.
3: H- how did you end up here?
5: Well, I escaped the place they call an early grave. Ah, okay. People like you and me, were not welcome there. We're no. treated worse than
3: slaves. Uh, yeah. No, we are not welcome there. And we I think we're trying to stay away from that area. That would be wise. Hmm. Last
5: memory I have of that place is seeing my father tortured in front of my very eyes before I ran away with my mother.
3: She didn't make it. Hmm. Did, uh, these people pick you up as well? Yeah, I got to ride
5: in a fancy fucking ship.
3: Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well, thanks for the L. Anytime.
0: As you move away. He watches Braxton moves towards you, Rengar. Gives you a dainty little glass full of scotch. And he says, <laughs> the glass
5: matches your personality. Weak. A, I Joe.
0: believe I've got a good personality,
4: little brother. And I take that off him and I just, I nail it. And I'm a bit in two minds due to the fact that old mate mentioned my mother for one. Uh, and it got me twirling.
0: He would notice that and he'd say, Come on, you can't do better than that. That banter was shit. What's on your mind? Say, our mother, we...
4: Normally I would hear more uh, about what's going on and it's concerning to me that
0: for one, he mentioned how she is and for two, we have not heard a peep. Well, father's trying to contact her. Yes, but we, we have no way of contacting him either. So, what have you spoken with him? Has he mentioned anything? Do we know any different? Her. If he had
5: was in direct
0: conversational line with her, he wouldn't have sent the people that he did to track her down. Who did he send to track her down? He hides some mercenaries.
5: I believe they call themselves the Crown Killers. To find our mother. To make communication. An old name to be referring to a group of people. Seems grandiose to me. Mm. There's nothing we can do about it in the middle of this funk sand pit, so... Perhaps if we're still worried and we haven't heard when we get back to Cadmia, you and I could quest. We could see if she's safe. And if we haven't heard, then yes, we think it makes a lot of sense to get in touch. And- Do you have any contacts from above? They'd have to be elusive. They might be dead by now. What about in you? In all honesty, I'm very surprised you survived the war. I think a lot of people were very surprised. I was more surprised more than survived. With me Yes. How the fuck did he survive? Do you do realize he's right behind me? Take a piss. I absolutely know he's right behind you. <laughs> in fact, I hope you heard every word that I said.
2: Well, no one's there, just sipping some water.
5: No, we do know he's uh
4: he's well well versed in the arcane. I think I might just have to leave this be for now and focus on the task at
5: hand. Well, I've sorted your rooms for the night. Thought it was the least I can do. I've given you really a little did bit earn of... a little bit of coin back there, didn't you? I earned I earned a small fortune <laughs> well, uh, yes, I have so much money <laughs> he looks around and he says these guys can't camel at all <laughs> anyway your rooms are taken care of tops floor we've lost our camels by the way we- I'm so sad I'm sure you'll be very <laughs> happy to hear. I will drink to the camel
0: uh, I never loved and at that he looks at you all and he joins the merriment as well the night goes on You guys rest, drink. Most of you uh, go off to bed. You see Ren has fallen asleep on the stage, leaving Morvan awake at nighttime, who I feel wants to do something.
2: Yeah, Morvan will... Probably after eating, drinking, whatnot, he'll go back to uh, messaging the stars before it gets too late and it's too rude. Okay,
0: so as you make your way back and you go through the arcane doorway, Mm. he's sitting there in the cushions he's waiting for you and he's got these papers scrawled around him. He looks up and he says come on in. I've given you some spells to help you. They might take a little while for you to learn but here's the first one and he slides over a spell to you as you look at the arcane runes across it uh, you notice it to be sending. He says it seems that you and your friends are in need of more help. Anytime.
2: And it's also not just you. I believe Ranga's wanting communication as well with some lost family.
0: Yes, there seems to be some sort of magical interference with Elmira. The sending spell doesn't work on their plane. If it was just as simple as a sending spell, anybody could contact anybody from Elmira and see the elves. They cut themselves off. You know this.
2: Hmm. I just wasn't sure she's still on Elmira. Neither am I. Neither was Ranga.
5: They abandoned this plane long ago. They're not well. Aside from a select few, they don't care about the
0: petty whims of the mortals below.
2: I guess it'd also be helpful to message a few other people on this plane as well. Thank you.
0: That's what I'll give you for now.
5: Perhaps another day there will be more.
2: Oh no! Way back through. I'll, I'll try to make a stop. We'll let you know how we went.
0: That won't be necessary. I feel like I will get a general idea. Anyway.
2: You've been here, yeah, you've been around for quite some time. Exactly how long?
0: Almost 3,000 years.
2: So you wouldn't happen to know the name Darnack the Outcast, would you?
0: He nods. Hmm. He wasn't called the Outcast when I first met him.
2: Do you knew him?
5: His name was Lestrova. Delnak Lestrova.
0: He says, When I knew him, he was a student at the Wasonia. I was one of his teachers.
2: You were a Tabaxi teacher even back then?
0: Does that surprise you? Can Tabaxi not teach?
2: The Baxi typically don't live for 3,000 years. Well, I do. What exactly did you teach? And what was he like as a student? Astrology. And poor.
0: His ambition was.
5: Not to be blunt, but it rivaled your own.
2: Yeah, I've, we've encountered him, and that's. Uh, who I think we're going to meet at the end of our journey. We hope to find the archaic and hopefully not be swindled as we were previously by him.
0: He can be cunning. He wants to expand the breadth of his own life. You need to be careful.
2: Yeah, we hope to find help from this archaic.
0: He might be closer than you realise. Hmm. He may have his eye on you.
2: Uh, I've felt his presence before. So I believe there is a connection.
0: That means he points to you viciously. He says, that means he's marked you. I don't think it was... That means he'll use you before the end. And he watches he's starting to get a bit aggressive at this point.
2: Hmm. Can I uh, pull up the orb and say, I believe this was our... Alright, I'll just put it back away,
0: He looks to you and he says A device It's evil If you hold it for too long And he points to you again And he says It will corrupt you from the inside out
2: I think I've learned what I need to from it.
0: Throw it in the sand He stands up and moves towards you
2: Stand my ground, look at him
0: He grabs you by the The collar and pulls you close And he says Roll away
2: Take that under Strong advisement
0: What is You'll do it Now And you watch as he moves you over to a window Probably nearer. The back of his House Is a window And as you look outside of it You see a drop below that leads Into the sands
2: I'll, uh launch it off.
0: You pick it up. Throw it off into the mist. You feel a force as he's grabbing the back of your collar. He's got you right on the edge. Angling you. As he sees you throw that, you watch as he pulls you
5: back and lets you go. You've made a wise choice today, Morven.
2: Very well. Thank you for the advice and the wise words.
0: You leave, he doesn't stop facing the window. Hi guys, and thank you so much for listening to the latest episode, D&D Valiant Odyssey. In the future, guys, if you want to catch up with us outside of the times that the episode's are released, you can come to our Discord. You should find the link in the show notes. If you want to catch up on all the announcements and keep up to date with the Valiant Odyssey action, then there's our socials link as well. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, you name it, we're there. Valiant Odyssey is growing and it's all because of you. So thank you so much for your patronage. Make sure you leave a review on your favorite podcast medium. We'll see you next week. Welcome to the Odyssey.